Hello, student pharmacists, and welcome to another episode of Offscript by the APHA ASP Policy Standing Committee. My name is Laura Sosinski, and I am the chair of your Policy Standing Committee. For those of you that are new, this podcast is intended to be informative and interview-based podcast series that encourages our listeners to think outside of the prescription pad. This year, we focus on issues that the APHA ASP members determined were important to them based on the 2019 APHA ASP House of Delegates. Offscript gives us the chance to speak with fellow pharmacists and experts in these subject areas. This podcast will focus on creating a safe work environment for student pharmacists, pharmacists, and pharmacy technicians. There are growing safety concerns for pharmacy workers and a huge push for better training by employees and universities. The latest DEA statistics were from 2016, and they shared that there were an alarming 812 robberies in the United States of America. With me today, I have two amazing guests. The first is Eric Angelotti, who is not only a pharmacist, but also the owner of two independent pharmacies in Westfield and Sheridan, Indiana. Eric also teaches the community pharmacy elective at Butler University in Indianapolis, Indiana, where he invites Bob, the chief of police, for Sheridan, Indiana, and we are lucky to have them both as they share with us today. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. All right, Eric, as a student, when you were a student, do you feel like you were trained to know how to respond during an active shooter or being able to recognize any of your patients that may be at high risk of violence? No, during my training uh, as a student and undergrad, there wasn't anything about active shooter. I really feel that in today's day, it's been a lot more of a prominent problem. As a pharmacy owner, are these things that you worry or constantly think about with regards to keeping your staff safe? It's definitely something you need to think about. And as long as there's planning and you have a strategy and your staff is aware of it, you can definitely feel more confident in assessing and dealing with one of those situations but in the day-to-day you can't worry about it because that's all you would be worried about you'd never be able to do anything else yeah that is good for all of us to hear Um, and then why do you think it's important that you bring Bob chief of the police into your community elective class at Butler I think that's a neat thing you do there Well, one thing, we did get a lot of positive feedback, and Chief Bob Schock is a wonderful speaker as well. And with his years of experience, it was something that he helped impact my business and the way we trained our staff in understanding what needed to go on during situations. And he kind of was able to bring that same environment and setting into the classroom for us to demonstrate to students that this is something really important. And again, with Indiana being one of the top states for being robbed as a pharmacist, Um, it's something that needs to be talked more to students so that they're ready to prepare for their community setting if that's what they choose to do with their career. Yes, I agree. I think it is very important, especially for me being from and attending pharmacy school in Indiana. But this is also very applicable to all pharmacy students because this can happen to anyone, anywhere. And unfortunately, as we have been seeing, it's even happening in the hospitals, not just the community settings. Well, I think this is a good segue to talk with Bob. Bob, with your training, what is your advice if a pharmacist is ever in a robbery? How would you respond? Or what would be your top main tips for us to consider in those situations? Uh, The first thing is to just do anything that they want them to do. Give them what they want. It's not worth your life or anybody else's life um, over a few drugs or what it may be. Um, Cooperate with them. 
Um, the faster you can get them out of here, the faster you can get, you can get them out of the, the store, um, safer you're going to be and the safer that all your employees will be or, or your um, customers at the time. Awesome. And then let's say someone does bring a weapon into the pharmacy. What would be your recommendations from there? As far as just bringing the weapon in or as a weapon as in a robbery or situation? Any of those situations. Um, you can't worry about the weapons coming in because we are a carry state. We can carry. But as far as like robbery, um, after the person has left the store to try to document in your mind the best description you can give us, the best description which way they he or she went. Um, just anything, you, any information you can give us, try not to touch anything so we can get fingerprints or what have you from that point, and just uh, keep everybody as calm as you can. If you need medical assistance right away, let us know so we can get you know, that started. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. And then once you guys arrive as the police or the authorities, what's the best way as the pharmacy staff, both technicians, students, and pharmacists, how can we assist you guys with the process of just anything that goes on? First off, when we arrive, um, we're coming in pretty quick. Our adrenaline's going. So definitely do everything that we tell you to do because we don't know if you're still the, the person that may be the suspect or or just the far in the pharmacy themselves as customer or employee. So do everything we do, you know, raise hands, whatever we may need you to do. And again, like I said, please don't touch anything. Try to get best descriptions of where they're going, directions of where they're going, car descriptions. If you can get a license plate, that's great. But don't put yourself in harm way. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and then, Eric, you kind of talked about this earlier as well, but there's a kind of a lot in the news regarding violence and firearms. How much of this do you guys actually think is new um, versus how much do you think with our day and age that a lot of social media is just kind of disseminating more information about all of this? I think social media has brought a lot of this, this to life. Um, it's nothing new. Um, there's always been the same out there. I would agree with Chief Bob in the fact that social media and the news, they report a lot of this, and it's a lot easier nowadays to spread news faster than what it used to be, so it's definitely more on people's minds that, hey, this is a problem and it's actively happening, but I think the same risk has always been there. If anything, it might be generating more ideas for people that are out there and like, oh, well, they did this in this area, so now I've got this idea. And that part's not good, but other than that, I think the problem is still exists and always has existed. No, I completely agree with both of you guys on that. Well, I want to thank you guys both so much for being here, um, so thank you. Well, thanks for having us, and again, uh, further research is is a lot of help for each pharmacist to go through. Awesome. Thank you, Bob. As you heard from Dr. Angelotti and Chief of Police Bob, the key is to cooperate and stay calm. We must continue to do our jobs in the pharmacies without worrying from day to day. However, it is important to know how to respond and how to see the signs. As pharmacists, we should want to keep our patients and staff safe at all time. That starts with appropriate training. Well, that is all for now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next Off Script podcast.